When you identify that lot, you can't be patient. You need to try to get it under contract and at least do some due diligence. Absolutely. That perfect lot might be on the market today, but with the scarcity that we're seeing, it's most likely not. If that lot doesn't exist yet, I actually try to find it for you, whether that be going out to that community and saying, hey, everybody on ABC Street, are you willing to sell your property? Or we have to wait for that type of a property to come on the market. Welcome to the Art of Custom from Hibbs Homes. Sponsored by Pella Window and Doors and Ferguson Bath Kitchen and Lighting Gallery. In this episode, Kim talks with real estate agents Jan Hibbs and Janalee Jacobson about finding the right land for your custom home build. They discuss how important research is when purchasing a lot and how having an experienced real estate agent can help. Hi again, everyone. I'm Kim Hibbs of Hibbs Homes. We are a luxury custom home builder located in St. Louis in northern Utah, and I'd like to welcome you to season three of The Art of Custom. If you're interested in building a new custom home, we have you covered. Last week, a very interesting conversation with two of the best luxury home builders in the country, Jason Ledyard of Ledyard Homes and Brenda Gage of Jmark Custom Homes. Lots of great information about new trends, design ideas, what's hot like outdoor spaces and smart homes. If you didn't get a chance to listen, you really should. It's episode one of season three. And today we're gonna get down to work. And that means we have to find you the perfect lot on which to build your home. Again, we have two of the best in the business. We're gonna help you understand that it's really not always easy to find that right lot. Land is scarce in many areas. Land prices continue to rise. But I don't wanna scare you. If you know some of the tricks of the trade, we're going to help you find that lot. And here to help, Jan Hibbs, a.k.a. my wife and business partner, and Janalee Jacobson with Berkshire Hathaway in Park City, Utah. This podcast is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors. Pella is the industry leader in innovation and style. Windows have become a key element in home design, and Pella has the product and professionals to guide you to your perfect solution. Pella is cutting edge in energy efficiency, durability, and performance. If you're tired of looking through screens, check out the Pella integrated roll screen that you won't see until you need it. Pella offers the broadest selection of premium products to meet any budget and any design inspiration. Allow Pella to show you what they can do to improve the style and comfort of your home. With Pella's limited lifetime warranty, you won't have to worry about windows and doors again. Call 314-714-0100 to make an appointment or visit our showroom in Chesterfield Valley. Jan and Jana, it's very nice to have you on the show. Thank you for your time. Going to be an interesting conversation as this episode continues, but I want to find out a little bit about your background. And Jan, let's start with you. Tell us how long you've been in the real estate industry and why you got into it. I've been with Cola Banker Gundaker for about 16 years at the town and country office. And I got into real estate when you and I decided to start flipping homes and building and making real estate an investment for us. And I know you help many of our clients find lots, and we'll talk about that as we go along. You and I are both somewhat envious of Jana Lee because she's out there in Park City, Utah, you know, all these big, beautiful homes that she gets to sell. <laughs> and uh, So, Janet, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into real estate, and what you're up to these days. 
I have been in the real estate market for 20 years. I actually started working for my mom doing property management as a young child, actually, my so my whole life. And then worked for a different accommodations company that did short-term rentals, but also had a real estate division. So I got my my license with that company and then quickly got some great clients and, and moved on to a, a, a different brokerage. So I've been with Berkshire Hathaway for about 15 years and I have a team of two other agents that I work with and we have been together for about 17 years and just recently received the third best small real estate team in the nation for Berkshire Hathaway. Hmm. We, we sell a lot of real estate. Yes, you do. Very impressive. And that's what we want to talk about right now. Obviously, the art of custom. We're helping our, our listeners understand what uh, the process of building a custom home is all about. And you can't build the home until you find the right piece of land. And so that's why I'm excited to talk with Jan and Jana today to find out more about helping people understand how do we go about finding land if we want to build a custom home. Sure. So in our marketplace, we do a lot of primary residence, but also a lot of second home slash investment properties or vacation homes. So first and foremost, you got to figure out which category do you fit within. Second would be, of course, budget. And I say that because our our properties can range. They're just there's a huge spread. So from a ski and ski out lot in a gated community in Deer Valley can run you $4 million, or you can get all the way down to a $60,000 cabin lot in the outskirts of Park City. And then second would be that lifestyle that you want to, that you want to live. You know, we've got a lake close by Park City. So do you gravitate towards that? Do you want to live by a trailhead so you can walk out your front door and not have to load up your gear? Do you want to be in a golf course? Do you want to be in a gated community, et cetera? So those are those are the two biggest things that I talk to clients about. And then, of course, it starts to funnel down into more questions such as size and requirements and things like that. And Jan, I know in the uh, the Midwest, uh, primarily in the greater St. Louis area where we do a lot of construction, some of the decisions are really a little bit different. You have to decide, are you going to try to find a vacant lot? Are you going to be looking for what we call an infill lot where there's an existing neighborhood with a home that might have to be torn down? Yeah, our market is very much different than the Utah market where... St. Louis is very well built up right now. So I would say 80% of the people that we work with are going to be looking for infill lots, unless you want to move further out of St. Louis, where you then would be looking for lots. And I know that one thing, Jana, that's probably common to both markets and markets all across the country is right now, rising lot prices, scarcity of land is starting to come into play more and more. I think one of the advices I have for people is you've got to be patient when you're trying to find the right lot. However, when you identify that lot, you can't be patient. You need to try to get it under contract and at least do some due diligence. Absolutely. That perfect lot might be on the market today, but with the scarcity that we're seeing, it's most likely not on the market. You know, we spend the time together really understanding what it is that, again, back to that lifestyle, how do you how do you want to live your life while you're here? And then, of course, budget. And then if that lot doesn't exist yet, I actually try and find it for you. So whether that be going out to that community and saying, hey, 
everybody on ABC Street, are you willing to sell your property and see if somebody's willing to? Or we have to wait for that type of a property to come on the market. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because that's one of the things that I know Jan specifically has experience with. Sometimes you do literally have to go knocking door to door or looking if you see a for sale by owner sign in the yard, maybe get in, you know, get on the MLS, look at the tax records and see what information you can find out about that particular house. But Jan, you have to find creative ways sometimes because not all of the lots that are available are right there on the MLS. You have to do a little detective work occasionally. That's very true. You have to do detective work, and it really is teamwork by the the buyer and the realtor. And it's really important in St. Louis. You know, I know a lot of people like to do the legwork themselves and the, and don't want to get a, a realtor in, involved. But in St. Louis, it's so critical because we're doing infill building, and it's very important to pick neighborhoods where the value of the home you want to build fits into the value of the existing homes in that current market. So you'll be moving into a, a neighborhood that can have houses that are worth 150000 but you want to put a $700,000 home in there. You need the help of a realtor to help you appraise the values around you. So when you go to build the house, you're not getting hurt on the value of your home and on resale and stuff like that. One of the things that I want to make sure people understand is it's really important to engage that professional realtor to work with you. They're your partner. They're going to help the process. They're going to help you through it because there's a lot of things when it comes to new construction that people need to understand. For example, Jana was talking about the lot prices kind of out in the, the resort area near Park City. The value, if you will, of the of the lot to the total price of the build can vary greatly from the different markets you're in. For example, in St. Louis, in some areas, you want that lot value to be somewhere between 20 to 25% of the total build. Whereas if you're in Utah, you can go in some cases, your lot value, Janet, can it hit 50% of the total build or is that being a little aggressive. Right now with the cost, that is about what it is. Okay. We had that same strategy probably 15, 18 years ago where it was 25% of the overall cost should be the land price, but we just haven't been able to hit that number in a very, very long time. And I think more and more appraisers are starting to understand that as well. Jan, you and I know locally that that's the case. So that's just another reason that you want to get a realtor involved. And of course, I'm a big proponent of getting a builder involved up front as well, because that builder can go help you understand what the site work cost might be associated with that particular piece of land. Yeah, because we live in a mountain community, most of our land has some sort of a slope to it. There might be a lot that is 20% less than the average lot in that community. And, you know, that buyer is saying, oh, this is a great opportunity. I should buy this. It's such a good deal. Well, they don't realize that that lot has a tremendous amount of expenses going into the infrastructure meaning your foundation, your footings, all that kind of stuff. And you may end up spending that extra 20% plus to get the excavating done because it's on a steep lot. And, and if you don't know, you don't know. So having that realtor being able to coach you and obviously having a seasoned realtor who understands the inner workings of construction is very beneficial. But if that agent doesn't, then of course, having them 
get the builder involved because they are the expert when it comes to those types of expenses. You know, some of those clients already have a builder, so we work hand in hand with them. Otherwise, I give them a recommendation of here's two or three people to chat with, see what they're saying for construction costs right now, have them walk the lot with us so they can say, yeah, this looks like a you know fairly easy build or no, this is going to be really expensive infrastructure. It is, in my opinion, very important to get them set up right away. And if they've already got a builder relationship, great. And Jan, I know that even though we're a team with Hibbs Homes, there are many times that you're happy to, you know, I guess introduce, if you will, some some of your clients to other builders, because we do want to make sure that that when the client selects a builder, they're very comfortable with them. Because as we talked about in episode one, this is going to be a long-term relationship. It depends upon, you know, the size of the project, where you're building, but you could have a two or three-year relationship. So you want to make sure that you pick the right builder. And that's why we encourage everyone to make sure that they do, you know, talk with yeah. a couple of others and, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Jan, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, because this can really drive the cost of construction, and it really does come down to the realtor to make sure that they help the client understand what are the rules, what are the regulations, whether they're called indentures, you know, sometimes you call them the, the HOA architectural requirements, sometimes they're called CCNRs. There's a lot of different language, but what it comes down to is you have to understand what is allowed to be built in that subdivision or on that lot that you're about to buy. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Count on the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery to help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in together. Shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to discover stunning products from the comfort of your own home. I was going to piggyback a little bit on Jana and what she was talking about as to why it's important to have a realtor and a builder, uh, hopefully up front, or a realtor who understands new construction. Because in St. Louis, because we are so much infill building, a lot of our neighborhoods now have HOAs or even the municipalities have lots of rules. And the typical homeowner is not going to understand setbacks. And a lot of these neighborhoods, You might see a a nice lot that has a a small house that you want to tear down, but you would not know unless you have a a builder or realtor who understands the type of survey you need to find out, is there a sewer line going through the yard that's going to keep you from building the size of the foundation that you want? So it's important to have someone, builders and realtors that understand looking at your indentures and knowing setbacks. Sometimes the setbacks determine whether your house has to align with the two houses on either side of you. And that's important to know if you're buying a fairly narrow lot and trying to put a larger home on it, whether the house you want is going to fit on the, the lot you're looking at. And that's an interesting point, Jan. You mentioned the term survey. Jana, I'll ask this question of you. It is important to make sure you do have the proper documentation, whether it's a survey, a boundary survey, topo survey, everything that helps you make an educated decision on, number one, you know, what is the building envelope of that lot? Number two, where are our utility easements? And is there anything unusual about that lot that we need to know about before we do close on it? Yeah, absolutely. Most of our properties were surveyed at some point, whether it be a a newer development 
they've got the pins in the ground already, but they may have disappeared. So we've got to get a surveyor out there to find those pins again. Pins would be the, the corners of each lot. You're going to have to have that for your builder anyways. So the next step would be that topographical survey, which gives all the different contours in the property so they know yeah gosh it's a 10 percent grade whatever kind of a grade it might be so that is the next step sometimes depending on your location and what your market's doing you can ask for the seller to provide that so if it's a really hot property i'm obviously going to be really cognizant of not asking the seller to spend that extra money unless they've already researched and know that they've got that documentation Otherwise, I tell my buyer, you're going to have to do this as part of your due diligence, then provide that to the builder uh, so that they can then start doing their work and then getting on to the architect. Having that architect and builder start working together is really important because you you can get an architect who does great work, but maybe they just are putting in a beam that's extremely expensive. And if that builder is involved, they can maybe say, hey, why don't we do this and this instead and bring down the cost by a significant amount. So that plus when I have clients, I try and help out as well. So that because I always figure that client's going to be a seller someday. So I want them to build the right house. So I'll get involved with them on a couple of meetings and have the architects send me their plans. So I can say, yeah, you know, this, gosh, just three bedrooms, 6,000 square foot house is just probably not going to be a, a sellable property in five years. You need to have a five bedroom house in this 6,000 square feet, just things like that to help them make their best decisions and make them realize that their investments going to be sound when they want to sell it. That's such a great point. And I think, too, it's something that, uh, that that we try to hit on during the design phase is to make sure everybody understands that they say and they think they may be living in their home for the rest of their life. But you want to be prepared just in case to think about, okay, if this home, if we are going to sell it, will it you know, be appealing to the majority of the people? So, Jana, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Jan, what about radon? I know that uh, in the Midwest, radon is more of a problem than in other parts of the country. Are you worried about it during the uh, purchasing of a lot stage, or is that more during the construction that you have to uh, start thinking about it? Yeah, during the purchasing of a lot, we really don't think about that at all. There's so many other things that come into mind, but it's very important to think about during the building and um, making sure that when you build a house, you at least put in the infrastructure for radon because... Radon in St. Louis is very common in all types of neighborhoods, whether you're talking a flat lot or a rocky lot. When I started in the business, we really never tested for radon. And over the years, it has become more popular because it, it also has been showing up in Utah. And you can't test for radon until you actually have the property on the ground. I always tell my clients, go ahead and spend the few hundred dollars it's going to take to to assume that it's there and just have them put in the right piping in the foundation when it when you start building versus flipping the coin and saying get the house built and then oh gosh in 5 years when you go to sell it and they've done a radon test as the buyer they find it now you got to go in and spend a few thousand dollars to put in that pipe. So go ahead and just spend that little bit of money and get it dealt with up front because most likely there's a good chance that you're going to have it. 
Yeah, that's a, another good point, Jan, and how we handle it both, uh, you know, in the St. Louis area and in Utah, we just plan on it. And so we, during construction, will make sure, as Jan mentioned, we put in the infrastructure. We'll actually run corrugated under the basement slab. We will have a PVCT that comes up out of the slab, and then we run it out the roof. So at a minimum, you've got a passive system in place, but we always test all of our homes for radon levels before we close. And if there's an elevated level, it's very simple then at that point to put in an active fan up in the attic, and it will pull the uh, the radon out from underneath the slab. So to Jana's point, to Jan's point, it's something that's very easy to mitigate. Just make sure that when you're working with your builder, you have them do that during construction. Jan, I think we pay $600, maybe $650, and yep. that includes the test. And then you're right, if you were to do this on the back end, you're talking a few thousand dollars. So it's a great peace of mind, something simple to do during construction, so we highly recommend it. Some of the things we actually deal with more or is demo and asbestos. Normally you're looking at a lot and there's going to be a house that needs to be torn down after you've purchased the land or the lot and you're working on your plans. To demo the house, you have to make sure there's no asbestos in the house. And if there is asbestos, then you have to have it mitigated by a company that is certified to do that because it has to be done properly. You also have to then bring down the house, which really does not cost as much as most people think uh, nowadays, you know, depending on the size of the house you're, you're, you're tearing down, which a lot of times they are smaller homes, it can range anywhere from ten dollars to $12,000. That's the one thing that I think people need to understand is do not think that just because there is a house on a lot that you like that you need to move on because demolition is something that we deal with all of the time. And even with asbestos mitigation, you know, we're looking at, as Jan said, 10000 on the on the low end, fifteen maybe on the high end. So do not let that dissuade you from, from a particular lot. Jan, I know that, uh, you know, we also deal with clay soil here in the St. Louis area. I know that there's a ton of rock that you deal with out in the northern Utah area. How do you advise clients? Do you recommend they do some sort of an inspection beforehand or just understand that they might want to have a contingency in the budget before they excavate? What do you generally tell your clients? Some people will have somebody come out and do some test holes to see what type of rock it is. And that can cost a couple thousand dollars. Every builder that I've ever talked to said, why are you wasting your money doing that when you could just put that towards the excavation? Because it doesn't matter if that hole you just dug in X spot does or doesn't have any rock. Move 10 feet and you might hit a granite vein. You had no idea. So most of the times we just tell people, you you, you kind of look around, you can see the topography a little bit, but there's most likely going to be some sort of a rock we don't have clay or plastic or anything like that kind of problems, but yeah, you probably will hit some rock and that's what the builder will talk to you about in their budget that they will plan on having, you know, as part of the expense. Any final advice you guys might have? My biggest tip is don't think you could do it all on your own because there's a lot of moving pieces and just to put a good team together, architect, builder, realtor to help you get the beautiful home that you want for the budget that you're looking at. And I would add one other thing, be patient because it could take you a while to find the right piece of property, but also be proactive and be ready to go. If you find the right lot, tie it up, 
use some contingencies. Your realtor can help you come up with some contingencies that allows you to do the proper due diligence to make sure that that you won't be adding a lot of construction costs with that particular parcel. A lot of good information, Jan and Jana. Thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. And we're going to link our listeners to both your contact information on our show notes. So anybody out there that might want to get a hold of Jan or Jana, just look at our show notes and we're we're happy to link you. And uh, we can't thank you, ladies, both enough for your time today. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. Good stuff from Jan and Jana. We thank them very much. By the way, if you're in the St. Louis area, feel free to download our lot list. We're going to have that information in our show notes. It's that non-MLS listing that Jan and Jana had mentioned, and we really do try to update it regularly. So again, if you're in the St. Louis area, lots of great information there. Well, if you like this episode, just wait. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth about really a fun subject, one of my favorite subjects, if you will. We're going to start to design that new home for you. And we have two awesome architects, Jeff Day from Jeff Day & Associates here in the St. Louis area and Jamie Walker from Walker Homes Designs in the Salt Lake City area. They're going to join us, two very talented architects and designers and two guys who really like to have fun when they're talking about their trade. So you're going to love our next episode and we'll see you then. For more information, visit www.artofcustompodcast.com or find us on Facebook as The Art of Custom and on Twitter at Art of Custom Pod. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest episodes and please rate and review to help us grow. The Art of Custom is produced by Hug Monster Sound with original music by Adam Frick-Ferdine. Thanks for listening. 